Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Connor Hogan, PhD. You're welcome to The Doc Connor Show. Let's get cracking right into this podcast. This podcast is all about well-being, and it begins with myself reading out five well-being books to read and a little hint and update on that there's going to be more than five anyway following on is a light on well-being and then a sporting well-being and that then brings us to being happy at work is key to well-being and work don't we know it says you to me i'm thinking your thoughts or am i well-being and having well-being in the midst of the heat is also read by yours truly now remember that this particular blog is a blog podcast where i have five of my previously written blogs read out if you want a more conversational podcast go to my other podcasts on docconnor.com there'll be plenty more conversation ones coming but first let's get to the first blog now enjoy five well-being books to read 3rd of may 2018 well-being is often perceived as being a very broad term only a few years ago the term was unheard of as many just lived their lives in tandem with rising in the morning for work and when darkness fell slept until the next day more recently the term of well-being has become so popular that when everything physical, emotional or mental becomes wrong with someone, people around them refer to it as being directly linked to their overall well-being without completely understanding the broad term. Thankfully, in the past year, I've been able to write publicly on this term in a book entitled Mental Health for Millennials. The book, which is the first of a series of books, is one that included chapters from a series of experts on the collective well-being of millennials. The first book has been a success and with it I've been invited to write in all of the remaining books in the series. There you will discover how well-being matters to you in the forthcoming years. A Light on Well-Being 25th October 2018 In a few days time it will be night time again The light hours will once again diminish into the evening mist and the clouds of darkness will victor over the birds' evening cheer. It will be the start of our man-made winter. The clocks that we have humanly designed to give us organisation throughout the day will give us a loud tick to remind us that we no longer have the light to play with. Though it wasn't always like this. In fact, it's relatively recent in human years that this daylight saving came into operation. This time last year, I pondered it a lot myself. I wondered why was this annual turning back of the clock so pertinent in the modern day, as well-being was such an important issue, and one that was making the headlines in many quarters. I tried to weigh up the pros and cons of having the naturally lit day versus the darkened evening for months on end. It drove me into some research on the topic. Once the research was done, I wrote an article on it 
and it was published. If you are dreading the short evenings, then check out this article, as I still think it rings true this year when we consider our overall well-being. The article is linked onto my website, www.connor.com. A Sporting Wellbeing 21st of June 2018 Recently, I was delighted to be approached by the City and Connacht Tribune sports reporter, Stephen Glennon, regarding my work on friendship and empathy within the Gaelic Athletic Association, the GAA. Stephen had the know-how to see that my project was going to cause interest in not only the GAA, but in all other sporting organisations nationally. The project looks at friendship and empathy with young people in their adolescent years. It attempts to discover the opinions and perceptions of young people regarding their experience in GAA clubs and in life in general. Many children find sport as being a healthy outlet for them as they grow and develop. Many parents too find that sport is a good place to channel growing energies in a positive light and that in partaking in sport, their child will not only learn the technical skills of being a good athlete, but also learn the ups and downs of life through a different lens. That said, there are also parents who do not feel this way, but may feel as if sport is simply about winning and losing. In this study, all opinions, good and bad, are welcome. It will be an interesting study and one that ought show a lot of feelings on health and well-being from a child and young person's perspective. In the coming months, the results of the overall study will be published, but until then, I'd like to thank the City and Connacht Tribune, and most especially Stephen Glennon, for having the sporting sharpness to spot the opportunity. Here's hoping his observation will be as spot on as a real goal poacher. Being happy at work is key to well-being and work. 16th of April 2018 Well-being is a thing that concentrates on the general health of someone. Before a person can begin to help others work, study or even relate, they must be aware of their overall well-being. For if a person does not have well-being in all of its entirety, they will be unable to help others properly, work to their most productive, study efficiently, or even begin to relate to another person to the fullest of their senses. Good economies are ones that are sustainable in the long term. Of course, there are always ups and downs, blips and rises in the short term. But over the longer term, sustainable built on sound planning is key to success. Central to very successful economies is its people. Being able to take care of the well-being of people is the premise of not just economic success, but overall happiness, which of course builds for a better society in the long run. For workers who work in the public service and help people, it is a no-brainer to have a sustainable and well-balanced people-centred approach. This blog comes from a reaction to reading the BeakersHospitalReview.com workforce article on emphasis on employee well-being associated with higher retention in healthcare. Have well-being in the midst of the heat. 
6th of July 2018. The heat is on for the past couple of weeks here in Ireland. This evening, as I slouched into my armchair and attempted to check out my email, I heard the radio speak about the present hot and humid conditions that we are experiencing. The weather forecaster spoke of how hot and arid the weather has become and compared this summer of 2018 to way back in 1976. Back in the 1970s, there was a summer that produced unbelievable record temperatures and people's well-being was under undue pressure as families flocked to the sunny seaside in need of a welcome dash of water. Late in that decade, in 1979, the west of Ireland welcomed the then Pope John Paul II. At that time, Ireland was a very different place to what it is right now. As scorching temperatures from the late 1970s return, so does the current Pope of the Catholic Church. How our well-being will be in the coming years ahead may yet well be dictated by the hot weather and present lack of water that we are experiencing. The coming years may also need us to react differently to the pressure that our water systems seem to be placing on us right now. Perhaps, as the church has found itself in hot water in the past, the coming weeks and words of the Pope will start to soothe us a little in the times ahead, or maybe we'll be left red with anger. Either way, we need to keep cool in the heat in the days to come. You have just listened, and I'm thankful that you did, to five well-being books to read, followed by A Light on Well-Being, A Sporting Well-Being, Being Happy at Work is Key to Well-Being and Work, and finally, Have Well-Being in the Midst of the Heat. It's been hot, it's been tough, but it's well worth it to have done this for you. I'm very thankful that you are my listener and hope that you continue to listen and subscribe for further podcasts. So until next time, have a wonderful day.